Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Today is Thursday, September 26th, 2019. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. Today's article comes from The Star. Headline reads, We are in a crisis situation. New rental housing supply must double its pace to meet Toronto demand, report says. A new report examining rental housing availability in Canada's largest cities says Toronto isn't equipped to handle an expected explosion in demand for rental units over the next three or four years. The report by RBC Economics entitled Big City Rental Blues, a look at Canada's rental housing deficit, urges that the pace of creating new rental housing supply must double in Toronto if the city is to meet future demand. Despite purpose-built apartment construction rising fourfold since 2014, rental supply is unlikely to come close to demand in Toronto in the coming years. A a deliberate policy to boost rental supply is needed, with specific targets and incentives to achieve them, states Robert Hogue, the report author and senior economist with RBC Economics. Our view is that you need to go a bit further to be active and put incentives in place to get it, increasing rental supply, done, Hogue said in an interview. We are in a crisis situation. We need a more active policy response, he added. The report predicts that the number of rental households, households where people opt to rent rather than own, will go up by an average of 22,200 per year in Toronto between now and 2023. Vancouver, meanwhile, will see an average yearly increase of 9,400 per year, Calgary 4,300 per year, and Montreal 8,200 per year. But signs are more hopeful in Montreal and Vancouver, where strong apartment and condo construction is expected to send a wave of new rental units to market in those cities, the report states. Calgary has a 3.9% vacancy rate, so the rental unit availability picture there isn't dire, the report notes although it adds that the city is dealing with a provincial economy that has softened since a 2015-2016 downturn. The RBC study, released Wednesday, also estimates that as of late last year, the Toronto market had a deficit or shortfall of 9,100 available rental units, Montreal 6,800 units, Vancouver 3,800 units. These estimates represent the number of rental units, both purpose-built and rented out in condos, required to balance the rental market. Balance is when a city has a rental vacancy of 3%, says RBC's Hogue. The RBC report using Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation figures noted the vacancy rate was 1.1% for Toronto at the end of last the last three months of 2018. The report stated that provincial and municipal measures reducing regulatory hurdles for basement apartments and laneway housing, for example, will help reduce the gap in the number of available rental units required in Toronto, the report says. In addition, condo investors potentially could add more rental units by buying into the market. But it's unlikely these alternative sources can deliver the high numbers necessary to balance the rental market in Toronto, 3% vacancy, 
the report goes on to say. To restore balance over a two-year time frame, for example, Toronto's rental stock must expand by an average of 26,800 units per year, the report notes. Provincial policy must be tipped in favor of building new rental supply of both below and at market rental units. The report later states, adding, this could involve sweetening existing rental housing funding programs or providing development charge rebates. So this is kind of something that I repeat over and over again. If we want to really improve housing affordability, we need more units. And it needs to be easier for developers to build apartment rental units. Right now, it's just easy and more um, more lucrative for developers to build condos and sell them as individual units. And it's not because it's m more lucrative to sell condo units as freeholds. Um, or I guess that wouldn't be freehold, but the, to, to sell the condo unit as a, as a, rather than rent it out. An individual investor going in to buy a condo and then rent it out, it doesn't make sense. The rents aren't there for it. And it's because condo prices are crazy in Toronto. Even in, even here in Hamilton, it would be hard to buy a condo, especially if it's a, a new built condo and uh, turn it into a rental unit and then rent it out and make money and not be under underwater every month. There are a lot of apartment buildings in Hamilton that were purpose-built apartment buildings that have been strata into condos and I think that it's just a sign of where the market's at. It's it would been easier and more lucrative. Although I don't think you can do that anymore. I don't. I'm pretty sure Hamilton put a pause on that. So we Hamilton actually lost a lot of rental supply several years ago because purpose-built apartment buildings were just selling off their units. So we need more units and it needs to be better. It needs to make more sense for developers to build apartment buildings than condos, maybe even in certain neighborhoods, specific neighborhoods, maybe make it easier to build, more lucrative to build apartment buildings in specific neighborhoods rather than condo towers. I've uh, been talking to election candidates and one, uh, the Green Party candidate, funny enough, uh, actually agreed with that. And um, he suggested, he, now this is not a part of the Green Party platform, but it, he suggested even making tax-free uh, incentives for apartment on, on, on rental income, like uh, making rent rental income tax-free. I mean, I don't see the Green Party doing that anytime soon. I don't see any party doing that anytime soon, but something like that would be a drastic improvement, would see a drastic improvement in rental investment. Uh, 
Anyway. We definitely need more rental units. Uh, Toronto needs 26,800 units per year to meet demand, to balance out its rental market. It's a lot. And it has a lot of condos coming. Uh, the RBC, so there's a link in the, and actually I'll provide a link to RBC's report in the show notes. It lays out um, how much purpose-built, how many purpose-built apartment units are going up versus how many condos are going up. So in Toronto, uh, rental apartments and condo units under construction. This is as of July 2019. Toronto has 6,600 rental units under construction, but 53,600 condo units. And, it, and it's the, the leader by far. Now, Vancouver has 9,100 rental apartments under construction, 28,700 condo units. Montreal is the most. It has 15,000 rental units under construction, only 11,000 condos. 11,100. And that is a direct reflection of regulations in Toronto and then Toronto's housing market. And so this is this is obviously a, you know a city issue but if there's a message coming from it's a municipal issue, but if there's a, me a message coming from federal government by making it easier for provinces and municipalities specifically to provide incentives uh, to apartment developers, and then at the federal level, even providing tax breaks or tax credits or what um, you know, just some kind of financial incentive on the f on the federal level on specific types of income, that's a big deal too. So let me know what you think. Email me, recoffee at joelarn.ca. So that's recoffee at j-o-e-l-a-r-n-d-t dot c-a. If uh, you know anyone who has some strong opinions on this subject, share this episode with them. And if you'd like to keep getting real estate news that you can listen to every morning, subscribe. I'm on eight different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, CastBox, all of them. Quick note before I sign off, November 9th, there's the Wealth Hacker Conference. This is put on, this is uh, organized by Erwin Sito and Cherry Chan. Erwin hosts the Truth About Real Estate Investing in Canada podcast, and his wife's a fantastic tax accountant. 
particularly serving real estate investors. Since the beginning of 2019, they launched the Infinity Wealth Investment Network, and it's just an evolution of their, their real estate meetup, and it's now a membership group of investors that are constantly looking to uh, get better, invest smarter, and make, make more money. But for specific reasons, not just to make more money, they all—they're all looking to free up their time for specific things. You know, I was there on Tuesday night, the Iwin meeting for September. Shared a bit about a deal that I did with one of the members. Um, it was fantastic. So I'm going to go to the Wealth Hacker Conference. I've got my ticket. I'm going to be—I'm uh, going to be in the room. I'm going to sit under there they have a slew of um, people talking about different wealth building strategies wealth hacks many of it much of it is in real estate but there's also some stock option hacks that i am so excited to learn about i really am i love the idea of trading just simple trading buy low sell high kind of thing and in this case it's a little different I mean, you're still buying low, selling high, but it's, yeah, it, it's a cool technique. And then Irwin and Cherry uh, booked Grant Cardone as the headlining speaker. I've been listening to some of Grant's stuff since um, deciding to go, and there's some very practical First of all, he's, there's some excellent practical sales stuff. So if you just want to want to boost your, your, your sales knowledge, just go on YouTube, search his stuff, watch his live cold calling. It's fantastic. But then just getting your money right and getting the right targets. And like, if you want to talk about wealth hacking, the fat, finding the fastest path to financial freedom, financial peace, as Erwin says, Grant's definitely someone to at least pay attention to. Sitting in the same room while he's sharing that expertise is going to be priceless, quite honestly. That being said, if you want a discount code, <laughs> wealthhacker.ca. Wealthhacker.ca. There'll be a, an Eventbrite ticket box with three levels of tickets that you can scroll through. But at the very top of that box... Enter promo code, link, click on that. Put in the promo code real wealth, all one word, real wealth, and that'll give you 10% off of all your tickets. I'm looking forward to this. I, uh, and it's something, it's just like a, the networking is going to probably be the, for me, the, like that's the most attractive thing. Being at the IWIN meeting on Tuesday, I had a conversation and just one of the networking breaks, had a conversation with the gentleman just talking about how he funds his deals. And it was blowing my mind. And we had an, I had an, a, a seasoned investor with me. Uh, she was car, carpooling, um, 
So we're both coming from Hamilton. And it was blowing her mind, and she's got 10 properties. Um, so if that's what's happening in just our monthly meetings, this all-day event is going to be, I think, defining. One of those pillar moments, benchmark moments. And everybody, for everybody who goes. And that's not hyperbole. Okay, that's not exaggeration. They're going to be very specific takeaways from this day. But they'll be very, very, very um, important relationships built and started during that day as well. That's why I think it will be a benchmark day for everybody who, for everybody who attends. Again, wealthhacker.ca, discount code REALWEALTH. Okay, folks, have a great Thursday.